All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Completely Random with Nicholas Cushman. Uh, today, I have a special guest uh, joining me today, uh, Mrs. Sue Bulls. How are you doing today? Hey, Nicholas, I'm good. How are you? All right, well, yeah, thank you very much for uh, for joining me today. I'm oh, sorry, I'm having trouble with my phone. Hang tight. All right, no problem. All right, the volume was way too loud. I think I'm okay now. All right. Well, uh, yeah, again, I thank you very much for uh, joining me today. And I'd uh, like you to uh, introduce yourself for our listeners. Sure. My name is Sue, and I am from Ohio. And I am a speaker, an author, and I'm a survivor. Um, I've had a number of different things happen in my life. And God has taken me on a uh, journey, which is brought me to a too peaceful place through it all um and i know that while we were talking before uh this episode today and um i know part of your uh journey is um the walking stick retreat uh what's the what's that about uh what is their purpose and uh what is your involvement with them sure walking stick retreat is a very special thing to me back in 2014 there was a movie put out by the, about the late Christian musician Rich, Mac, Rich Mullins and Rich wrote Awesome God among a number of other songs. So they threw the movie out in 2014 and later that year the producer and the family and friends of Rich decided to do a retreat to continue the conversation about the, the themes of the movie about masks, about being authentic, about reckless abandon, about family relationships and I attended the first retreat. When I went to that retreat I was in a very broken place. I had convinced myself that I was what I called the holy exception, that everything in the Bible was good enough for everybody but me. I was too far gone for God to love. And through the course of that retreat, the first one, um, I left there believing for really the first time that Jesus Christ is absolutely crazy about me. And I've, I've attended each retreat since. And with that, there's been continual healing, continual process through it, uh, through owning my story, through grieving my story, and then realizing that I'm valuable to God and that I have something to offer. And as all of that has evolved and, and transpired, um, it led me to writing my first book, which just came out in September of last year. And um, now I'm out speaking and I'm sharing my story. And that that entire process of everything God has done in my life through these retreats, through the people in these retreats who have been what I call Jesus with skin on. They've loved me for who I am in my mess. And they've walked with me through it to the other side. And um, that has allowed me to now be out sharing my story and helping the person behind me. Is we only need to be one step ahead to help the person behind us. And that's what my entire mission is about, is helping that next person. Yeah, I really uh, can appreciate and uh, and respect that. Um, I also know that uh, part of your, um, you know, journey and uh, purpose in your life based upon our, our earlier conversations are uh, working with uh, Christians with um, mental health uh, struggles and I know that uh, I did the previous episode about it being okay to uh, not be okay um, 
and I'll shoot. <laughs> I knew what I was gonna knew what I was gonna ask here, but um, yeah. Uh, if you would uh, care to go a little bit, you know, deeper into uh, it being okay to not be okay and the uh, work you do with that. Sure. Um, I think society tries to tell us we have to play it strong. I think society tells us that we're strong and it equates to wearing masks. It gets back to that first retreat. It gets back to the movie Rat Ragamuffin um, where you know you hear people say, I have an image to uphold or what are people going to think about me? And that equates to being um, in, in, ingenuous, you know, you're, you're not being real, you're not being authentic, you're not, you're being fake, basically. When something's going on inside you, and you don't feel the confidence, or the courage, or the strength to share that with a trusted individual, we're lying to ourselves, and we're lying to other people. And, you know, God already knows, he's not, he already sees Nothing that's happened in our lives is a surprise to God. He's not going to suddenly decide he has to pull out a plan B. He's already taken into account our humanness for his entire plan. And I think we try to run from ourselves because we're uncomfortable with whatever the situation is or with whatever we're feeling or whatever our fear is. And my, my, I had to get to the point where I believed and lived that it's okay to not be okay. And, and one of the things that really helped me that first year with the retreat in 2014, the Christian musician Plum came out with a song called Exhale. And the very first line is, it's okay to not be okay. This is a safe place. And, and that just, that tied in so well to the retreat, it gave me permission to be afraid. And I think we just need to give ourselves permission to not be supermen, superwomen that it's okay to be fragile because we are. None of us are perfect. None of us are superwomen or supermen. And, and we lie to ourselves when we try to convince ourselves or others otherwise. Uh, what, um, what further suggestions uh, do you have or how do you, you know, go about the uh, um, day by day with, uh, you know, with individuals with, uh, mental health um, struggles? Well, the main thing I do, I, I, I'm a speaker. So I, anytime I get a chance, like, you know, speaking here, I was on another podcast last night. I was on a different podcast last week. Anytime I get a chance to speak, I'm speaking at a state conference in Ohio here in a couple of weeks to college student services professionals. Um, in May, I have a, a presentation called The Inside Life of an Eating Disorder. That'll be part of an online mental health summit that's going to be, you know, it's online, it's global. Um, so I really get a chance, my main thing is I speak and I write. You know, I'm a writer, I'm a blogger, I'm a speaker. And, and any opportunity I have to interact with people. Now, I, I enjoy any opportunity, um, you know, when I have that opportunity to meet with, with people one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I just, I just want to encourage them, you know, my, when, no matter what I'm speaking on, it always comes back to um, what I call taking your next step. You know, what's the next step in your journey? You know, just like I said, my, one of my websites is called mystepahead.com and it's, all, it's devoted to helping people take that next step talking about mental health issues, breaking the stigma, and realizing it's okay to not be okay. Just by having the conversation, 
lifting that stigma just by being courageous and starting to talk about it, be it, be it among ourselves or with a professional or for me in a public atmosphere, no matter how many times, as, as many times as we can talk about it, we make it more okay. So that's my main message is what's your next step? And that very first step to, to finding healing with whatever the struggle is, is to reach out, is to pick up the phone or send an email or find a website so that you can, you can take that first step. Because when you reach out and you decide that you are valuable enough to get the help of whatever is needed in whatever form it takes, once you realize that you are valuable enough and you act on that, it all starts with picking up the phone. Getting into um, that a little bit uh, further, if uh, our listeners would like to, you know, find find you or contact you, uh, how could they go about doing that? Sure. I've got two different websites they can go to. If they're interested in having me speak or seeing where I'm speaking next, they can go to suebowls.com. It's S-U-E-B-O-W-L-E-S.com. And then the other website is mystepahead.com. And that has my blog on there. It's got a number of different resources on there. Um, just it, it had, that, that, that's, that's like my resource website on that one. Um, they can also find my book on Amazon and Kindle. The book is called This Much I Know, The Space Between. It just came out in, in September. Um, and then the other thing is that I have what I call a hump day help. You know, middle of the week, everybody's kind of dragging halfway through the week i'm just living for the weekend and sometimes we just need a little extra boost in our step to get through the next couple of days so i have what i call a hump day help that i send out via email and if people want to sign up for that they can text next step all one word next step to 31996 next step to 31996 and as a thank you for signing up, I'll send them two free chapters in my book. So they can go, you know, contact me in a number of different ways that way. I also have stuff on my website about the walking stick retreats. They're due to announce the, the uh, 2020 dates here in the near future. Um, so any, any number of ways I can be reached in any of those different ways. And then, then um, my step ahead is also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So please follow me there as well. All right. Uh, yeah, I wrote down that, uh, the text for that um, next step. Cause I'd like to, you know, start receiving that uh, myself. Sure. Um, would you, uh, you know, care to talk about um, your book a little bit, uh, explain, you know, what, what it's about and what inspired you to write it? Sure. I'd love to. Um, my book is my story. It, it started out as more of a devotional book and it kind of, as God was working in my life, it kind of morphed into I need to tell my story because God's doing things in my life that I believe he can use somewhere else. So um, it, I started in 2015 after that first retreat. And I, I, by 2016, I had to take a year off because I was dealing with some big emotional stuff and I didn't have the energy to write because I had to deal with my emotions. Um, and then I really got going back on it again, 2019 to get it done. Um, my goal was to get it done in time for the walking stick retreat last fall. And I met that goal because I wanted to give that book to all the attendees as a thank you because they've walked this journey with me. So the book, um, it, 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 it shares my story. And in, in a nutshell, 
my story's had a lot, my life's had a lot of trauma in it. Um, I am a survivor of a childhood rape from first grade when I was seven years old. I didn't tell anybody to my senior year of college. It was my 15 year secret. And I, I share more about that. I share about, um, I share about you know, that event. But I also share about, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up, my, I love my mom and dad. I love my family. At one point in time, we were a dysfunctional family. My dad is 21 years, 21? Yeah, yeah 21 years sober. And then my 29 years sober. And my brother is now seven years sober. Um, but we had alcoholism in our family. So over time, that took a toll. Um, because an eating disorder is about emotions not handled correctly. And I wasn't handling any of my emotions. Um, I developed an eating disorder. So I'm in recovery from an eating disorder. You know, my parents divorced after 34 years of marriage. I've been suicidal twice. Um, so all of those things, you know, there was other sexual abuse from, from in high school. So all of those things have all happened in my life. That's a lot for any, any one of those is a lot for one person. And for whatever reason, it's happened in my life. But God has taken me from being a victim to being a survivor. And the book talks about that process. It talks about the things I've learned in that process. That process is what I call the space between. One of the, 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 the speeches I do is called Navigating the Space Between. And, and I talk about how, when you're in that, that journey, when you're in that space from going from wounds to having scars, because scars are signs of healing. There's nothing wrong with having scars. It's when the wound stays open and continues to bleed that there's the problem. So the space between talks about that journey from having those wounds to watching the healing take place. And that's, that's what the book's about. Okay. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a, you know, a must read for anybody that's gone through, um, you know, any of the issues that you have or just for anybody that's really going through, you know, anything right now. So I thank you for, you know, being brave enough to uh, share your story through, you know, your speaking engagements, through your uh, written word and through, you know, all the, all the various ways that you go ahead and, and do so. It's, it, it, it's, it took a while for me to have that, have that peace. It took a while because I was bound up in the shame and the embarrassment. It took a really long time and a whole lot of time in my count with my counselor to finally get to the point where I could say the rape was not my fault because I went through the shame and the embarrassment and the blame and the guilt and the playing it over in my head thousands and thousands of time of, I shouldn't have done this. Why did I do that? And I had to give myself grace to realize that it wasn't my fault. Nothing I did that day deserved it or asked for it. And that is such a big lie that's out there. No one ever asks to be assaulted. No one. And no one deserves it. And anyone who ever thinks differently, I have strong words for them because that is an outright lie. Yeah, that that's, you know, definitely, you know, definitely true. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, giving yourself grace. And it seems like grace has been my word of 2020. Um, would you, you know, 
care to give, you know, your definition of, of grace and, you know, um, how, you know, you give it to yourself and how you could give it to others? Sure. Giving it to others, I think, is sometimes easier than giving it to yourself. Because I think we have, we all live in wood, shoulda, coulda land towards ourselves. We have high expectations of ourselves. And our negative self-talk gets to be really loud. We get to be really loud between the ears. And it's hard to find the off button. Because no matter what, we might be laying in bed recalling our day. And we think of one little thing. And our brain just takes it and runs off. And especially if you struggle with anxiety or depression or anything like that, it multiplies it even more. So I think it's a lot easier for us to give it to somebody else because we want to give them the benefit of the doubt because we don't know them as well as we think we know ourselves. But then we beat ourselves up and we shoot ourselves in the foot. And I think, you know, in terms of giving grace to myself, it come, again, it comes back to what God did in my life through the retreats. And, and that is realizing that I don't, I took off my masks. That was the big thing. I, I got so tired of trying to fake it till you make it, of wanting people to believe I was something that I'm not. And when I finally got to the point of saying, you know what? I quit. I can't do this anymore. I'm screwed up. My life hurts. I hurt and I don't know how to get out of this. But I'm finally to the point of saying, somebody help me. When I finally got to that point, it became a lot easier to give myself grace because I just told myself it was okay to not be okay. And it comes back to that because until you believe that it is okay to not be okay, you're going to have unrealistic expectations of yourself and others. And you're going to you see a meme on Facebook, unless you deal with the hurt and who, who where the hurt, the source of the hurt, you're going to bleed on people that didn't cut you. It's going to come out towards others. And until you deal with it yourself, as hard and painful as that is, I've been with the same counselor almost 12 years. And she has taken me places that I never thought I needed to go, that I didn't realize I needed to go. We've uncovered stuff that I didn't know. I didn't have that name for it. And it took a long time to use some of the words that were that are accurate in terms of describing some things. And it was hard work, and I wouldn't trade a second of it. Because the only way through that mountain of healing is through it. You cannot go around. You have to go through it. And until you have that courage, and bottom line is until you love yourself enough to take the risk and say, maybe, just maybe, I'm worth this. And even if it's just a maybe, that's the glimmer of hope you need to, st to start, you know, to, to creak open that door and stick your toes through the door, kind of peek through, realize, hey, it's okay, maybe I'll stick my head through a little more. And before you know it, you find yourself thinking, okay, you know what, this hurts but this is right. And I want what's on the other side and I'm not stopping until I get it. Well, and yeah, I thank you and really, you know, appreciate the, the, the honesty that, um, that you're uh, sharing with all of us here. Um, my next question, um, I just started, you know, asking last week, it's, um, you know, it's a random question. It could be a, fairly loaded question, but um, 
I just asked because I'm curious. Uh, well, music is like a big, um, you know, therapeutic thing for me. And I just want to ask uh, if there's one, you know, song in your life that would be, you know, kind of your theme song right now, um, what would it be and why? Wow. And, and I've got to get, get a little teary-eyed here because I think of a few different things. Um, but, you know, for me, I came to Christ at a Petra concert back in 1985. So music is absolutely huge in my life. So I love that question. The first song that came to mind is Sometimes by Step by Rich Mullins. Because, I'm sorry, forget it. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little, a little emotional. That's okay. It's my story. I'm allowed to be. Um, I, share, I share the story in my book about Billy Sprague. Billy Sprague is a friend of mine. He's, he was a Christian musician in the 80s and 90s. And um, when I was at a desperate point, we were on a, a, a ski trip through Kanakuk Camp out in Colorado. And we talked the last day. And I asked him, you know, he had lost his fiance in a car wreck and he was suicidal for, for a while. And I said, I need to learn from something you've been through. How do you go on living when all you want to do is die? And we talked for a long time and he, he had gone to watching his shoes in the, in the airports and thinking one step closer, I'm one step closer. And he had me watch my shoes on the way down to the ski slope that day. And, and, and he told me when we finished talking, he's like, that's all I know to tell you, Sue, step by step. At that time, the song Step by Step and Sometimes by Step came out. So that kind of became my song. So that is still a very special place. Um, another Rich Mullins song, Hold Me Jesus, was like a hold on song. But my most recent one for now, this year, my, my, my word for the year this year is intentional. I want to be intentional in what I do. And there's a worship song called um, uh, Another in the Fire. And I first heard it last year, and I'm still hearing it a lot this year. My church just did it a week ago. And, and after the name for my book was inspired by that song. That was one of the songs, one of the things God used to help me nail down the name of my song. Because that phrase, the space between, is used in that song a lot. But that entire song talks about how there's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another in the waters holding back the seas. You know, should I ever need to be reminded of, how, of, of the grace that set me free? You know, so that, that song is, is uh, it's, it's my song right now. And it gets cranked at every time I hear it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, like I shared with my last guest, um, for the past year, almost two years, I've really been into, you know, the music of, Skillet. I don't know if you're, um, you know, familiar with them or not. Somewhat, yeah. Okay. Well, right now, um, the song that would kind of be the theme song, you know, for me right now, or the one that I crank up that I have to listen to um, multiple times is um, Comatose because that, because you know, the reason why is because there's nothing more that I want to do every day is other than to, you know, just wake up and realize that the, that God is there and that, you know, God is always, um, God is always with me and with us. And, you know, I have to be incredibly, you know, grateful right now that I, that God is there because as, you know, I've shared, I could have been, you know, I could have been dead. I could have been paralyzed in October, but, you know, God, spared me for a reason and 
Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, incredibly, you know, grateful for that. And I can't, mm-hmm. you know, take any day for granted. I, and I'll have to listen to that song. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. But I do want to encourage you that I know you're going through some stuff here in the next few weeks. No matter what happens, what you just said is true. That God spared you and has you here for a reason. And um, no matter what happens, you, my brother served 18 months in prison for a drunk driving accident from 2013 to 2014. He'll be the first to say that God had to send him to prison to save him from himself. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, you know, or anything. But I say that, I use that as an example to say that no matter where you are, no matter where any of us are, God has us there for a reason and for a purpose. And it's our responsibility to open our eyes and be available. You know, the same way all of us have a story, you have a story, Nick. And God's going to use that in other people's lives. And our responsibility with that story is to make ourselves available, no matter where, no matter how. It's different for each person. If you told me three years ago I was going to be writing a book and being on podcasts and speaking, I would have laughed you in the face. I, you know, but it's, it feels so natural for me to do this now because it's where it's the avenue that God's using me to, for my story to be out there. Each avenue is different, but all the stories get out there and the avenue that God needs them out there because not everybody's going to reach everybody, but everybody together operating where we are can have a huge impact on things. Uh, I can only hope, you know, one day that I'm, you can be brave enough or honest enough to, uh, you know, share my story and share my testimony like, like you have. It'll come, you know, it's, it's a work. It doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come out, come without a whole lot of work and a whole lot of tears. And, and just the stories are, are always evolving. There's always another chapter. Some are harder than others, but the thing is we just got to keep trusting and keep moving. Even when we doesn't, even when it doesn't make sense, even especially when it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that is definitely and ultimately true. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, again, I've been on with uh, Sue Bowles. Um, Please feel free to, uh, you know, find her uh, at her, you know, websites. Um, Try to figure out, you know, where she's speaking next. Definitely go and uh, see her. Uh, You can find her book on um, Amazon. Uh, It's just been, you know, um, a a pleasure uh, having you on today and uh, before we go, is there anything um, else that you'd like to, uh, to share with our listeners? Um, I think when I, when I sign my books, I, 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 there's one part of the signature that is the same no matter what. And I simply I share what I was in my life verse. And I want to share it with you, Nick, and our listeners. It's Psalm 71, 2021. It says, though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the bottom of the depth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. I love the terminology. I love the intentionality of those words. Again, again, again. God is faithful, and he's going to keep working in us and through us. Wow. Yeah, uh, definitely, you know, inspiring, inspiring words. Um, I love the, you know, the book of Psalms myself. So that'll be 
definitely have to be, you know, a verse that I write down and, you know, meditate on. Um, again, I thank you, you know, so very much for taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule to uh, speak uh, with me and to um, just further, uh, you know, uh, share your story. And I hope that, uh, you know, everything uh, continues to go, you know, very well for you. I just uh, hope for nothing but the best with your future uh, speaking engagements with your, you know, your websites, with, uh, you know, everything else that um, you're involved in. I appreciate your time, Nick. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the end of uh, another very special uh, episode of Completely Random with uh, Nicholas Cushman. I thank you all for taking the time to listen. And as always, take care and God bless. Mm -hmm.